Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. May the Lord bless you. The Almighty God loves you so much, and He wants you to grow spiritually. He wants you to be used by Him for the eternal purpose. And I believe that as you respond to His calling, you will have not only rewards on this planet Earth, but you also will have reward in heaven. And the way you show love to Him is to build His church, to obey His commandments. To love one another, to preach the gospel, make disciple, and I believe that you love the Lord so much. The Lord loves you first. He sent His Son Jesus Christ to die for you, and this is why we should love Him back. This is a teaching in a series called "Discovering My Calling." This is a ninth teaching of the whole series. There will be altogether ten sessions. And please listen to the first eight teachings of this series. Listen again and again to understand how to discover your calling and your ministry. We have only one life to live; therefore, we should live a life worthy of the gospel, worthy of the glory of the Lord. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that you love us. And you care for us. You want to train us, Lord. We want to be trained by you, how to serve you, and how to be a good, faithful disciple of the kingdom of God. We ask you to speak to us, Lord, in this teaching. In Jesus' name, we come to you by faith. Amen. Amen. In this teaching, I would like to talk about two things that determine our calling and our ministry. The first thing is our personality, and the second thing, our experiences. I want to talk about personality first. What happened when you try to do something that was not natural to you, that did not fit your personality, your talents, or your heart desire? What happened when you did something like that? You Would feel uncomfortable. It would take extra time and effort to do it, and you felt that you did a lousy job at it because you were not formed, shaped, designed, and created to do that kind of thing. The same things are true when you try to serve the Lord or minister in areas that. Are not suited to our personality. God has wired, formed, and shaped your temperament and personality in a unique way. Each and every one of us has a unique personality. This factor is very important in matching you to the right ministry that God has ordained for you. It is obvious that God has not used a cookie cutter to stamp out people in a process of uniformity. He did not create 
everybody in the same way. Just look around you. All the brothers and sisters in the church, they are very different, and they're different from you in their hearts, passion, desire, personality, gifts, and calling in their life. In the kingdom of God, there is no right or wrong temperament or calling. We need to be different so that the church will be balanced. Even I and Pastor Da, after we got married, we discovered that we are so different in personality and passion in the heart. And actually, our differences really support one another to balance everything out in the home and also to support one another. I lack something, but she has something that I don't have. So she helped me and she supported me. Two persons may have a gift of administration and they both have a heart for teenagers. So they have the same gift and the same heart's passion. One of them is an introvert and another one is an extrovert. Their personality is an important factor too, isn't it? They are different in personality. And these two persons need to do a ministry that fits them. If they work in a wrong ministry, they are going to be miserable. When I say wrong ministry, I don't say that the ministry itself is wrong, but it means they serve God in a ministry that doesn't fit their personality, their calling, their heart desire, or their giftings. Some people do not experience ministry satisfaction and fulfillment because what they are doing is not consistent with their temperament and their personality. You cannot make a feeler to be a thinker. In your life, you have an ingrained set pattern of who you are or your temperament and personality. There are many kinds of personality and in this teaching, I will mention just a few to educate you about how the personality affects your serving life. You heard about the personality of extroverted, introverted. I'm going to explain in detail later on. And you should discover, are you extroverted or introverted? Personality of doing things routinely or like to do things that a difference and varieties of things. Some people have personality of self-control and some people have the personality of self-expression. Or some people have personality of being cooperative and other people maybe have the personality of competitive. We're going to look at each one. You write it down after you study this lesson, what kind of personality you have. And you pick and choose the ministry that will fit your personality. Let's look at the first one. Introverted vs. Extroverted. Sometimes some people call extroverted. An extrovert is a person who is motivated by external stimuli. Extroverts tend to really like people and socializing and to have outgoing vocal personalities. The word extroversion can be called also extraversion. Both words are the same, extroversion or extraversion. Extroversion tends to be manifested in outgoing 
talkative, energetic behavior, whereas introversion is manifested in more reflective and reserved personality or behavior. Introverted people possessing a reserved or quiet nature, typically with an inclination to solitude. So the question that you should ask yourself are, where do I get my energy? Do I get my energy when I mingle with people around me? Or I get my energy when I am alone in front of my computer or in front of my paperwork? What turns me on? Are you turned on when you get around people? Or you are turned on when you work by yourself in the office? What draws me? Am I charged by being with people? If your battery is charged by being with people, you are an extrovert. If meeting with people drains you, you are introverted. The introverted love to be alone. The extroverted do not like to be alone. Being people with people recharges them. Now you see the difference between these two personalities. Let me share another kind of personality. Thinkers or feelers. Thinkers or feelers. How do you make decisions? If you are a thinker, you tend to make decisions on objective facts or informations. If you are a feeler, you tend to make decisions on your gut feeling. Being a thinker does not mean you never feel. And being a feeler doesn't mean that you never think. But you can have a combination of both. Every one of us have a preference. A thinker say, I will get all the information first before I make any decision. But a feeler says, I feel that I should do this. Normally, a thinker and a feeler marry each other <laughs> because they can help each other. They both have strong points that they can support another person. You can, cannot just go by only information. You need to understand the feeling of other people as well. The next one, routine or variety. What kind of tasks do you prefer to do? Routine or variety? If you like routine works, you like tasks that are predictable, you think in your mind, I do not like new things. I like getting into a, the routine. I feel more effective and more joyful when I do routine things again and again. I do not have to waste time stopping to make a decision because I know what to do in my routine. Some of you do not like routine task at all. You say, I like variety. I like something new all the time. I like the unpredictable. I like the challenge. I like the, to pioneer. I like every day to be different. These two personalities are not right or wrong. God makes us different so that his body will be balanced. We need people who like variety, and we also need people who like to do routine things. Some ministries are very routine, and some are very unpredictable. For example, for me, I like to do something 
variety, very unpredictable. That's why God used me to be involved in planting new churches and to start a new ministry in the church. I like something challenging to me. Teaching the Word of God for a Sunday school class can be a routine ministry. You teach the same group of people and the same subject on every Sunday. Next personality: self-controlled or self-expressive. Do you tend to express yourself openly? Are you outgoing? Do you express the way you feel and the way you think, or you like to be controlled? Some people like to be controlled in all situations. They like to be in control of their mood, of what they say, of what they think, and of their reaction. But some of you say, "This is not me. I want to say what is in my mind. I want to be very expressive and very open." When you look around you and look at yourself, you can see that there are different personalities in the church uh, or in the community. Next one: cooperative or competitive. Cooperative or competitive. How do you relate to other people? You are either cooperative or competitive. Some people are competitive. It is not fun for them if there is no competition. It is not fun for them if there is no goal. Some people say, "I hate competition. I don't like to compete with anybody. In fact, I like to cooperate. I want everyone to do the same thing at the same time in the same way." I believe that. After you study this lesson, you'll find out what kind of personality you have. Are you introverted or extroverted? Are you the feeler? Are you the thinker? Are you competitive or are you cooperative? Do you like to express yourself or you like to keep everything under control in your mouth and in your heart? Okay, so those are examples of different personality. Write it down. What kind of personality you have? The second part of this teaching, we're going to talk about examining my experiences. All of us have experiences in life. Let me read two scriptures: Romans chapter eight, verse twenty-eight. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. The Bible did not say that everything is good, but the Bible say everything can work for good to those who love Him. You may face some disappointment, you may face some setback, and some bad things may happen to you or your church. But God can use all those things for the good things of your life because you love Him. Philippians chapter one verse twelve. But I want you to know, brethren. That the things which happened to me, this is what Paul said, the things that happened to me, the previous past experiences, have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. One of the most overlooked factors in determining the ministry God has for us is our past experiences, particularly our hurts and problems. We have overcome those things with God's grace, power, and help and wisdom. Our greatest life messages 
come out of our weakness, not our strength. Therefore, we should pay close attention to what we have learned in the school of life, the school of hardship. The Bible does not say all things are good, but it says all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. This scripture means that God never wastes any experience. God never wastes a bad experience that you bring to yourself. He never wastes a hurting experience. Paul was in jail while he wrote the book of Philippines. God never wastes a hurt or a bad experience. He wants you to be open to ministering to people who are going through what you have already been through. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3-4 to say, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. God allow us to go through difficult situations, problems, setbacks, disappointments, trials, and hardships. And He comfort us. He gave us victory. He vindicate us. He teaches us in this situation how to respond and how to come out from them with victory. Then God uses. He allows us to turn around and have a ministry in order to comfort those who are going through similar difficulties. Who relates better to someone who is having an alcohol problem than a person who used to be an alcoholic? A person who has gone through divorce can better relate to those who are going through divorce than a person who has never gone through divorce. Who can relate better to some who have lost their spouse than those who have lost their husband or wife? You need to be honest about your painful experiences if you want to be used by God in any ministry. Everybody is hurt by somebody at some points in life. So you need to discover what experiences you have, your spiritual experiences. For myself, my experiences in the spiritual life is that when I was growing up, I was involved in idolatry. I worshiped idols and I was able to call the spirit out of the statue of idol. And the spirit spoke through me when I was maybe 18, 19 years old. So my spiritual experiences are that I know demons and Satan are real. And I have spiritual experiences of being suffered by the generational curses in my life because my ancestor did not believe in Jesus. Thank God before my mother passed away, she gave her life to Jesus. I thank God that my dad gave his life to Jesus as well. So spiritual experiences make me become a man today and help me to understand that demons are real and I experience the casting out demon in my own life, the deliverance. Not only the spiritual experiences, but our painful experiences. When I started to become a new Christian, I served God in a local church and I experienced many 
disappointments and some offenses in the church. And I know it's so hard to start the church from the scratch. I face problems, trials and hurts and disappointment. And I can use all those things nowadays to encourage many new young pastors or leaders who start to serve God now, new leaders in the church, because I know what they have to go through. Your educational experiences also are important. What you study when you're young, what kind of training you have in the school. Some of you have educational experiences of learning the computer, so you're so good. With computer. In New Hope International Church, there are a few men who are so good in the computer work. Anytime I face computer problem, I can email them. They can resolve the problem for me. Some of them come to my home and fix the problem in my computer because they have backgrounds of the educational experiences in the area of computer and technology. For me, I have the educational experiences of being trained to be a surgeon. So my past experiences show me that I need to do everything systematically in order to treat and cure my patient. Therefore, when I become a pastor, I do everything in a systematic way. I'm very detailed in everything I do, even writing my sermon, because that is my educational experience. Number four, our ministry experiences. After you are born again and you begin to serve the Lord in different functions in the church, you have experience and you can use all those experiences to serve the Lord in the future. You learn the lesson. You may make some mistake. You learn it and you can help other people not to make the same mistake, and you don't make the same mistake again. You use your ministry experiences to get involved in building the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So in this lesson, we learn that, number one, we need to discover our personality and temperament. Two, examine our educational, ministry, painful, and spiritual experiences that we have in our life, and we use all these things for the kingdom of God. After we discover spiritual gifts, heart desire, abilities, personality, and experiences, we can pray to God and ask the Holy Spirit to guide us to be in the right ministry and to serve the Lord faithfully in that ministry. I pray that you will discover all these five things in your life. Please Listen to the previous teachings in this series so you understand more about spiritual gifts, heart desire, abilities, personality, and experiences. And make sure you make a commitment to live for the kingdom of God. You make sure that you love God, you become a committed member of a local church, and you volunteer, you serve, and do the best you can, and God going to guide you step by step from one chapter to another chapter. And the Lord will give you more and more gifts and abilities and grace. When you are faithful in doing little things, God is going to keep adding more to you. And you will be the blessing to a lot of people around you. 
You shall be the blessing to the nations. Your life will be so fulfilled and so effective and fruitful. And one day, when you leave this world to be with the Lord for eternity, you will smile and say, I have done my best. I run my race and finish my race to the end with joy. And the Lord will give you the crowd of righteousness, the crowd of glory, and you will have a lot of rewards and glory in heaven. You will be so full of joy and blessing because the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. You live a life of giving your gifts, your talents, your time, your ability, and whatever you have, whoever you are, you are formed by God to give, to bless, to serve other people. The blessing of Abraham will be on you and to the thousand generations. Thank you so much for listening to this teaching. I believe you are the doer of the Word of God and you shall experience the supernatural and uncommon blessing, promotion, favor, victory. And the Lord will smile at you and He will say, My good and faithful servant to you. God bless you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we learn so many truths in the Bible. And Lord, use us, Lord. Show us what kind of calling each and every one of us has and what kind of ministry we should get involved so that we can be fulfilled and fruitful for your kingdom, Lord. We love you so much, Lord, because you love us first. You died for us, Jesus. And we want to live a life that glorifies your name. We want to worship you, not just singing song on Sunday, but we want to offer our life as a living sacrifice to serve you and to do what you called us, anoint us, and also shape us to do, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness, your love, your grace, and your wisdom, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May the Lord bless all of you. May the Lord anoint you and use you fruitfully, effectively. And may He use you to give glory to Him in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. And God loves you. And Pastor Da loves you too. Thank you for spending time with me. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.